Welcome to another episode of a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. I'm Sean O. Bernie S. What are we drinking today, Fern? All right, today it's an, an unusual day. We're drinking an IPA, India Pale Ale. That's right. And uh, it's uh, it's from Bottle Logic out of Orange County. It's called Ocularity. It's very tasty. It's got a two X two times and lightning on it, so you know it's good. Yes, indeed. What does it does it say the ABBs or the bitternesses of it all? Yes, the ABB is nine percent and a hundred IBU. That is. Ah, that's I, th- I told you it was a perfect, it's perfect, didn't I? It's it a good bitterness. It doesn't taste like it's a hundred. Oh man, it's perfect. That's why it's not offensive. Like a hundred IBU sounds like it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty tasty. It's very good. Uh. Well, yeah, I I really enjoy it. So have you have you been there before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they have a really nice um, uh, tasting room on Orange County. Uh, I think it's in Santa Ana. Uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance, you're in, down in Orange County and go check it out. They have a lot of really good beers, uh, really well made beers, beautiful glasses as well. You'll enjoy it. The Libertarian Party is growing massively in Orange County too. So shout out to all the Orange County Libertarians. Shout out to all of the liberals. Out there in Orange County, and of course the beer drinkers. Indeed, of all of all of all stripes. Yeah, of all stripes. That's the yes. word I was looking for. There you go. So uh, let's throw out an apology real quick because we've been off the air for a while because we've had technical difficulties. Yep. So hopefully we're back. We'll be we'll back. See. We'll see with more. Yes, indeed. So uh, do you want to give out our information before we get started on right. our topics? So here we go. So um, if you want to reach us on Facebook, you can reach us at a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. So just go ahead and type that into Facebook. If you want to send us an email, go ahead and uh, type in the letter P, the letter N, the letter L, podcast at gmail.com. And now you can also reach us on Twitter at progressive underscore and underscore libertarian. And of course, you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on any any of the uh, services where you can stream or listen to any podcast. If you want to get a hold of Sean, you can also reach him on Mad at Mad Sean Osborne on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also get a hold of him on This Might Make You Mad. All right. Indeed, because I've been known to piss a motherfucker off once in a while. Yes, you just throw your thoughts and all. It's fun. You know, people people are scared of freedom. I've come to that conclusion. People are scared of freedom. They're scared of freedom. Mm. This just scares the hell out of them. They want to. They want to be told what to do. Mm. Poor sons of bitches. Oh, all right. So let's go. Let's go ahead and get to the topic before we yeah. before we untangle the cans. <laughs> all right. So um, so something's been going on with Iraq this week. Is it Iraq or Iraq, Iran? Iran <laughs> uh, someplace over there. There you go. Sorry, yes. so, so what's going on in Iran? So, well, so some people are killing people, and other people are getting killed, and it's causing some other people to get killed, and then then some other people got killed, totally didn't see it coming. This is a very good summary. Yeah. You know, really what it is is our foreign policy 
is fucking wrong. It has been wrong. It continues to be fucking wrong. It doesn't matter who the fuck's there. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. I don't go to bed scared of fucking Iran any more than I go to bed scared of Pakistan or anything like that. So, and you know, they've got nukes. So I don't go to bed scared that that they're going to come and get us. And they're scared for some reason that the Iranians are going to come get us with their evil nukes when they've never attacked American civilians that I recall. Uh, they did attack a military base through Hezbollah or something like that in the 80s. And they, you know, since a good portion of Iraq is Shiite after George Bush's wonderful fucking uh, bullshit war, um, the Iran really basically took over Iraq. It, we, we basically handed Iraq to the Iranians. Uh, what do you call it? Philosophically, because there's so many Shiites there. The Sunnis were the ones we were already fighting with, with ISIS. So they they don't like each other. So this started, you know, you know, when we pulled out at some point in time or pulled back, you know, that's where ISIS came from and uh, all that stuff. So our foreign policies once again, and then now because people are fighting back and Trump has labeled the the. Uh, Iranian military as terrorists, even the liberal media often is calling. Well, how do you pronounce the guy's name again? Um, Sam Salimi. Salimi or something like that. I'm I'm terrible with languages, so him as a terrorist, and you know whether his tactics were terroristic or not. You know they don't have they obviously don't have the power to fight us straight up. That's like saying that the people in France who fought against the Nazis were were terrorists. They weren't terrorists. They were, they were, you know, they, they just didn't have the weapons the Nazis had to fight them with. So they fought as freedom fighters. And that's, you know, the way it goes in, in the Middle East as well. People are fighting for this and for that and for that cause. And they don't have the ability to beat us in a, in a straight up match. So they label them terrorists. And then they drop bombs on somebody at a fucking airport. Right? Did no civilians died in that though? Right? I'm pretty sure did a few did. Ah, see, and 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 I don't see I don't see how that's not terrorism. If they want to call the other guy terrorism, it's terrorism. If you want to call it war, then that's war. It's but I war. still don't I still don't agree with killing civilians. Uh, you I know, don't think I just, anybody would. Obviously, enough people do. I mean, Matt and Albright even talked about how it was just yeah, that's just the way it is. You know, it's the yeah, price of war. Crazy. You know, and I, I remember, man, that was, man, that made me so fucking mad. So, and then after that, Iran retaliates and shoots some missiles that we ended up knowing ahead of time at, a, at our bases, which scared the piss out of all of us, thinking all hell's going to break loose. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't kill anybody. And then an Iranian passenger jet was flying, and Iran admitted today that, was it today that they admitted? Today. Today they admitted it. So, so when you hear this, a day or so ago, yeah, that they thought it was a U.S. fighter coming in and shot down a passenger jet with mostly Iranians and Ukrainians on it. and 33 Canadians. Oh, there's Canadians? Yeah. Oh, shit. Man, fuck. So, yeah, so they got they got shot the fuck down. And the, the whole thing's just a fucking mess. Just a goddamn fucking mess. 
Yeah. And, to, I, I and that'll uh, probably benefit Trump because it takes some of the heat off of him for being a dick and bombing him. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think you can say both positive and negative things about U.S. foreign policy, you know, and, and, and across the world, across presidents. But to call what Trump has been doing with Iran foreign policy is a disservice to foreign policy in the United States for the last 50, 60 years. What Trump is doing is, is ridiculous. He's flying by the seat of his pants. He watches something on Fox News, pisses him off, and he makes, uh, he makes a decision. And he has no idea what the reaction or consequences will be. And the, as, a, as a result, we have 50 people that died in the stampede, 170 people that died in a in a, in, in an accident, a tragic embassy, accident. Right? I'm sorry? You're talking about outside the embassy, right? No, no, no. Um, after uh, the U.S. droned, used the drone to kill an uh, Iranian general, uh, there were millions of people that were protesting uh, in uh, Iran, and there was a stampede, and 50 people died during that stampede. No oh, shit. And uh, so Trump essentially has... Um, uh, you know, and oddly enough, it, it's really it's really crazy to think that it's taken him this long to do this kind of idiotic bullshit. Essentially, taking us to the brink of war. And uh, fortunately, for whatever reason, uh, maybe some adult in the room, maybe even Putin, pulling his ears and finally telling him to back the fuck off, um, essentially uh, walked back any possible reaction he could have had. Maybe because there were no U.S. casualties. Maybe because somebody t- finally talked to him and and put some sense into him. But what we have, what we've had over the last week, is just uh, making people aware of how little Trump is aware of the consequences of his actions. He had, he didn't think any of this through. He had no idea that Iraq would vote to kick all, not not just the U.S. military, but all foreign military out of that country. If he had, he would have had a plan for it. He would have had a proper reaction. Rather than say, you know what, if you guys are going to kick us out, then we'll go ahead and put sanctions on you fuckers. Pay us back for all this bullshit. He didn't. He didn't have a plan for it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah quite often that's the case. That's right. But I, I will say, for you, if you want to say what he's doing there is ill-advised, you know, I don't see it as much different other than Obama and Hillary thought it through what they did in Syria. And when they went, you know, I mean, they were dropping bombs at times. You know, they wanted to drop bombs on Assad. If I'm not mistaken, they actually hit his house once. So I don't see how that's any different in that sense. It's 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 so it's not just Trump's foreign policy. It's 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 everybody's fucking foreign policy. But yeah, he the fact that he is toying with a, a country the size of Iran, with the uh, with the, uh, I mean, it would be a horrible war. Did here, here here's something I bet you hadn't heard of. I remember I remember when this happened. I think it was in 2000. That the U.S. was doing a war game, they, you know, and they wanted to do it. And I didn't know this. I don't. I don't remember it from the time, but I, I read in an article yesterday, the day before, that the opponent in this war game was going to be Iran, and we had this war game, and they hired a former Marine general to run the other to to be the Iranians, mm. and they w- did this war game. And as soon as it started, he obliterated the United States. Wow. He fucked them up so badly, they hit reset. Mm. They hit reset. And if I'm not mistaken, he did it again. Twice. <laughs> Twice. And they fired him because they said he wouldn't follow the rules. And he said Iran's not going to follow the rules. Mm. And I said, oh, shit. He did it twice? I believe it was twice. But yeah, he, he, he beat them so badly, they fired him. 
because he would not he would not change his strategy. Stop it! You're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Stop it! Let <laughs> us. Don't you know who we are? <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm. I'm afraid people out there listening who think this is a good idea don't understand. It's not a good idea ever. You know, Sung Soo says the best way to win is to not fucking fight. But if you're going to fight, win. Yeah, well, Trump doesn't know about that. No, no, not not the slightest bit. He hasn't even read that book. I don't think he knows it's a book. It's only it's, if you for those of you who haven't read it, The Art of War. You can listen to it on Audible.com. <laughs> <laughs> and know, we're not getting paid for that. We're not getting paid for it, but you know it's so a you great know it's fucking real. book. Yeah, you know, it's fucking good. And there's other there's other versions. You know, you can have like where they do different commentary and stuff in it along with it, like for business and sports and things like that. How to apply that strategy? But it says you know you know uh, best way to win is to not fight. But if you're going to fight, win. Maybe there's a coloring book version for Trump. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah, uh, but but real, real quick, so. Um, Trump, Trump's foreign policy and where it comes from, the ideas of it, and comparing that to Trump, or I'm sorry, to Obama or Hillary, um, dude, I, I think it pales in comparison to to the to the. To the I would say his is stupid. Theirs is more evil. They knew, it's, they knew exactly what they were doing. Stupid is, is a definitely a good start. Like, uh, do you remember there was a, uh, in 2016 he was interviewed uh, right when he was when there was when candidate Trump and they asked him. When it comes to foreign policy, who do you talk to? Who who are you getting counseling or, or advice and advice from? And he said, myself. <laughs> I have a big brain, and I've said a lot of things, so I've consulted with myself. What the fuck? I, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Is that more scary than Mike Pence talking to God? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, you know, at the very at least, Mike Pence's God. We'll probably tell him not to willy nilly assassinate people. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I hopefully, hopefully. I don't know, man. But holy shit. Trump tells him to fucking hate gays. Trump, yes. Well, it's not in the Bible, uh, oddly enough. But uh, yeah. Trump Trump doesn't even have, like, like I think maybe a God would have possibly uh, a sliver of morality in, when giving advice about may potentially killing innocent people mm-hmm. but trump's idea is ridiculous like he's he's even talked about he's even promoted and he's in favor of bombing not only terrorists but their families and their children dude he said he wanted to bomb their cultural sites yeah a war ah a war crime I, yeah I, I i i ask all my trump supporters how is he different than fucking isis there right yeah. Well, yeah. isn't that what they did yep they killed a bunch Trans- of civilians freedom. and they bombed cultural sites why do you hate freedom yeah, <laughs> what do you hate America? Sean? Yeah, oh man, <laughs> I stand with the flag. Why are you kneeling? <laughs> yeah, shit, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, amen. Yeah, it just man, it, it bugs the shit out of me. And you know, like I said, Iran shooting that plane down will only play into his favor. I think. You know, he hasn't used that yet. He hasn't used that. Yet. But he, I don't think he has to. But other countries have seen that they shot that down. And they could use that, you know, you know, they could use that against them. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I think it, I think it totally plays into Trump's hands there. He got he got a he got a freebie there. And we don't yet know of any other incursions, attacks, whether it be real, military, cyber, um, that might be going on that have taken place that are planned. You know, uh, even as we speak, something might be going on that we don't know about. Uh, maybe even covert actions that uh, will never. Be revealed in the news because of embarrassed leaders on both sides. As, as you know, there are good people on both sides. <laughs> to paraphrase Trump when he, yeah. when he was talking about Nazis. <laughs> yeah. 
nearsighted neo Nazis or white nationalists, white supremacists. Fuck those fools, by the way. Indeed. Yeah, fuck them. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up about Iran? Yeah. Uh, the whole fucked up nature of it? No, I don't think so. That You were talking about the Nazis or something. Uh, that Richard Spencer, you know who that is? Yeah, He's one of the ones from the Charlotte thing. Uh, I don't like to give somebody like him any airtime, but I guess he's mad about Trump bombing Iran, and he pulled off his support for him or something <laughs> like that. And I saw them talking about it on TV. and oh, I don't understand why that's news, that that guy is pulling off his support. I wouldn't talk about it, you know, and I don't know. I just find it funny that, you know, and then people on the news are, like, in a way, because they hate Trump so much, almost congratulating this guy for the, not doing that and I was like you know they, they're congratulating him in a way for not agreeing with Trump and mm-hmm. saying he's doing the right thing or something like that and then they use that same thing that somebody like him would support somebody like say Tulsi or something like that and you know even Tulsi's not even fucking white you right. know and not even Christian and that's what they're all about is white and Christian or somebody like David Duke they use that against her they use it as a thing against her when obviously those people don't even like her. It's more, you know, they're saying something about the policy and they're, they're almost using that. They're weaponizing those people against her. And it's kind of weird. So I, I don't know. It's just weird. And I, I just thought that was funny that he, he, he dropped his support for, for Trump now. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a really interesting topic. And we could probably talk at length about um, why the media feels that it's necessary to, to present both sides of an issue, even if the other side of the issue may be ridiculous. Uh, Not just both sides. I mean, there's multiple sides on some things. Right. No, I, I, yeah. I understand. But like on the issue of white nationalism, there really is no need to have a white supremacist come on, on the radio. Even NPR has had uh, Richard Spencer on talking about his idiotic bullshit and, and pretending like it's not only something to be taken seriously, but also to be heard, to be given a national forum. It, it's I think there's a time ridiculous. to have it on there, but I think it's better in a debate form. You know, not just to come up there and spout hate. You know, if you listen, if you think you're better, tell us why without, you know, without throwing things around. And then we'll talk about how stupid what you just said was, you know, that kind of thing. But see, see, the, the, the minute that you see, there's a danger. I, I agree that it's necessary. Um, and it, I think it'd be fruitful to have a discussion about an issue and, and exposing both sides of it or its inner workings or why it's dumb. Right. Uh. But if you have a serious discussion, if we were to have a serious discussion here now with somebody that believed that the Earth was flat, like we are entertaining for a second that, you know, the Earth may in fact be flat. Uh-huh. And there, nobody wins in that. Uh, nobody would come out of that conversation any smarter. Nobody would be better off for that, I don't think. It might be entertaining, though. Right, but some people, but some people would uh, would consider that to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe there is something to this. Maybe yeah. I'm not looking at the right sources. Maybe my education was wrong. Uh, Why? How come if the Earth is flat, or if the if the Earth is round, and how come I can't see its curvature when I'm really in a really tall building? Uh, and that would be, I think, absolutely the wrong idea. I think it would contribute to. Um, to the continued miseducation of America. I'll tell you, like, I, I watched this, uh, we're pr- probably getting into what should be a new segment, but I, I watched this show, um, I, I can't remember, it was a history show on the Egyptians, and they showed this guy, I, I really love history, and they showed this guy, Graham Hancock, and another guy talking about 
believing there was a culture before Egypt. And uh, they pretty much ridiculed him. They gave him about 30 seconds maximum. And I remember I laughed. I laughed like a maniac when I saw it. They were talking about, they, they were the guys talking, Robert, Robert Bouval was talking about how the pyramids are lined up like the belt of Orion. Oh. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's, that does look like that. But I, I thought they're, they're making this big deal out of it. I laughed. And then Graham Hancock came out with this show, like a four, six-hour documentary. And I thought, I want to watch this shit. And I want to laugh, you know, because they don't know what it's talking about. And I watched it, changed the way I thought about everything, just because of the way it was portrayed mm-hmm. in the media. So the, the fact that a small voice like that can be wrong, you know, be portrayed as wrong, that's why it's hard to, to, to marginalize something. The, you have to give them the rope to hang themselves. And, you know, when, when Graham Hancock was given the rope, he didn't hang himself. He fucking, he pulled me in with it, you know. Yeah. And obviously there's going to be some people who are going to hear that message and buy into it, just like there's going to be people who buy into uh, 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 Louis Farrakhan's hate. The, the way, I think, to beat all that is to let them have their shit, leave them the fuck alone. I don't want to associate with them. Let them associate, hate each other, and shit like that. As long as they don't hurt anybody, as long as they don't burn down black businesses or Louis Farrakhan doesn't hurt white people or uh, 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 Mexicans or non-Muslims, I don't, I don't give a fuck what they do. You know, they can have their they can have their cake. I don't care. So well, Absolutely, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that we always have to... Yeah, I, our, I don't, put it this way: show. we're not we're not going to be having any white supremacists on our show. Right, exactly. Right. Too. So, yeah. And, having and, said that, we have the right to associate, and we're not a new show, as we've said before. We're we're just you know I'm a fucking music teacher. I play I play protest music and shit for for you know for for Bernie. No, for fucking uh, for freedom, and I have fun doing it. You know, do I make a lot of money at? No, but it's fucking fun. Right, and I'm doing what I I enjoy. Right, but no flat earthers or no no or flat earth climate change deniers. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind having some of them on there because I what I what they say climate change is I don't believe is exactly what it is. A lot of it's natural, but the, that's not. But having said that, that's letting the the fossil fuel off for poisoning things. You know, I think they poison our air. At the very least, they poison our air. I mean, to say the least. You know, uh, yeah, that's, that would be very kind if that was the only thing. You know, they they poison our oceans. Yeah. You know, uh, so I mean, if we're not even talking about the temperature change, we could talk about how much they fucked the world up. So I don't even see that as a you know when we're talking that, but I think the main reason the world's overheating now is because for thousands of years we've cut down all the trees. That's just it. We've cut down all the trees. The Middle East used to have trees. Lebanon had thousands of you know or acres, millions of acres of cedar forest. Germany and everything was nothing but forest. And now it's not. And, you know, and then now we criticize Brazil for cutting down their forest. I mean, I, I hate seeing it happen, but, you know, everybody else has cut down their forest, you know, and now they expect somebody else not to do the same thing to try to modernize. And it's horrifying to see it all burning, like Australia. There now it's go. really fucking burning. There you go. So you're right. Human influence, climate change. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it is, you know, yeah, it is. It is. And and we can't tax our way out of it. We have to, uh, we have to. Pray. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We have to, uh, we have to make changes in the way we individually live. Can we each make every change? Probably not. 
I, I think the, the, the onus of responsibility is on the biggest polluters, nations and the corporations. Yeah. Like you and, and military. You, you, you and I individually deciding not to get a plastic bag or recycling all of our cans will have an, an impact, but not, nowhere near as much as corporations. And, and nowhere near as much as um, the influence and change that a government can, can bring about through whether it's laws, taxes, um, different, different uh, legislation. I would just, how about this to say, this is, instead of thinking of all the different ways they could tax us and things like that, let's just say with good leadership. If they had good leadership who would pull together the greatest minds, you know, they have think tanks all over the place. What if they said, hey, let's get the greatest minds and think about this. How could we, you know, clean up the environment? That would, that would, that would, that's leadership. And that's what the world lacks. We have the UN and all that is, is, is like for the big guys to veto the small shit that they don't like that, you know, that goes on in the world. Fuck the UN. I think the, the UN is fucking miserable. A, I don't know. The Paris step. Accord let fucking China write the fuck off. No, no, I mean, every every country was the same, essentially setting their own standards, right? I but China was a. I mean, they were going to pollute. I mean, they're the biggest problem when it comes to polluting. Yes, but so but that was the thing with the Paris Accord. Every country was setting its own standards and, and see how they could help. Uh, I think I think change. people should set their own standards, but you don't have to have an accord then. You don't have to have an accord. Right, to but do it, was, uh, it was the power of having a community of people that are agreeing to have something. See, that's the problem with one of those kind of things because not everybody, you don't know who's going to be running it in the future. That's why it has so to what? be, like, who, who's going to, like Trump. Trump came in, and that's all he had to do is you have somebody who doesn't agree with it and get the fuck out, just like he did with the Iran thing. But, that's, that is, but that would be like a libertarian thing, though, right? Like every nation can decide what it wants to do yeah, yeah, and yeah. make it all changes. Yeah. So the Paris Climate Accord was probably something that libertarians would have loved. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far because I mean we would just say you don't need the paper to to, to sign to do it. I don't have to sign a paper to to, to choose to do it. Yeah, I, mean, I would say no I, I would say I would say not. we choose to do this. That's yeah. why we're going to do it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't need yeah. to sign that paper. But there weren't any consequences if you didn't. No, the, but that's what, my point. What? No, I, that's that's why I say you know I would I wouldn't say that. I said we're going to do what we can do when we can do it. Uh, yeah, and as just, we can you, do you it. You just put that on paper, and, and that would be that be it. Yeah. Like you're not committing. Uh, well, I don't think anybody would have got out of that. I think it's a lot more than that's probably in it. No, there isn't. There isn't. There, it no, says no we are going to do what we can. That's yeah, it. That's it. I mean, you say you you say what you're going to try to do. No, that's what I mean. No, no, no. I mean, we don't. We don't see that. That's what I mean. You can't set a number because you don't know if it's technically feasible. All that stuff is, you know. Well, if you said it, you would know, right? Huh? If you if you said like if you said like you know what I'm going to reduce my spending on x y and z this year by ten dollars well we know the government's not going to do that but 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 if you were going to do that for your carbon footprint uh, uh, as a government then you can decide what whatever it's going to be what one percent two percent and that's what that's what the nations did that's what the u.s did yeah. and that's what china did and and they have worked hard to reduce their uh their carbon footprint <sighs> i mean they're still the biggest polluters one of the biggest polluters absolutely yeah but they I mean, yeah, they do. They they've done a lot with solar, but yes. but we'll see what comes of it. Right. All they, right. They have to have good batteries. How far are we in there? Though? We are doing pretty good. I think we are at twenty minutes right now. Twenty-seven minutes. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and wrap this one up. If we have time, we might do a, throw another one together. All right. Here we go. All right. So, uh, all right. You you will cut that stuff out. Yes. All right. So we're going to wind up there for today, make, give you a short one since, uh, since we haven't been around for a while, see if we can get some more stuff together. So 
Like I said, please like us, follow us, listen to us, hate us, give us comments. That'd be great. Uh, we're on uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple, uh, Spotify, and something else. But that's it. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. What, and one, one quick last thing. If uh, you're looking for something interesting to watch and learn about, especially if you love music, the Jazz Documentary by oh, Ken yeah. Burns. Absolutely recommend it. Enjoy it. I'm on the fourth episode now. It's great to watch, so please. Yeah, it is It is a wonderful one. Along with his country music one was fucking awesome, too. I haven't seen that Man, one. it's fucking good. Went Marcellus is on there, too. Oh, he? Yeah, he's always got his trumpet blasting it at the camera. No, he's good. <laughs> he's he's good. fucking awesome, man. Yeah. You know, actually, he was the one, if I can butt in there for a second. Sure. He was the one that... Uh, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the Confederate monuments and that kind of stuff. And he was the one that actually gave me the argument that, I, that I'd that i have to say I agree with taking them down for the most part. Oh, good. He, he, he was the one that, uh, he's a very eloquent speaker. And what, you know, the way he said it, I, I had no argument for it. You know, so, uh, yeah. That I, I don't I don't believe in tearing them all down. Like if it's in a cemetery or something, I mean it's still somebody's grave. You shouldn't desecrate a grave just because of who they who they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on public property, I mean yeah, uh, public property, uh, they they need to take that shit down. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm down with moving. Like you know, like I didn't. They shouldn't necessarily be taken down. If you want to move it, put it somewhere else. Maybe like a landfill. Maybe I think well, be, museum would probably be better. You know, I mean, you, you know, do you think about it? I mean, we we see where all these things are at in history. Or a tire yeah. fire. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think museum would be better because you need to see the history. Underneath, you can't destroy history. You're no better than ISIS. Underneath a tree full of pigeons. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's not bad. That's age, fitting. That's fitting. <laughs> Maybe target practice somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah if they can shoot it in, at the who's the kid that got killed that they shot at his side? Which one? The 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 M M, M uh, Emmett. No, uh, Emmett Hill. Emmett Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama? Remember, yeah, somebody shot up his. So they had to put a bulletproof sign, a uh, yeah. monument to him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, and and people were upset about getting Confederate shit taken down. It's like, Hell Jesus. yeah, they got shit. I was like, Jesus Christ. All, all right, so there it is. So Went Marcel's bad motherfucker. Willie awesome. Nelson bad too. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. We hope. Peace.